0: Hi, it's Hoa. I'm back again. I have something really
1: important to talk about. It's a subject we rarely discuss because it can make us feel uncomfortable. Sexual harassment at the workplace. You know, and I'm like, why is this person keep pressing up against me? And I realize that you have all this fucking space here, and I sneak his penis
0: out. And Harvey, blessed Harvey Weinstein, whose tattoo I still have on
2: my
1: bum... (laughs)
3: I think the government should stay off the
1: gold standard so that the pound can reach a level that will keep our exports competitive.
3: The lady has foolishly attempted to join the conversation with a wild and dangerous opinion of her own.
0: Panda, who explains sexual harassment to you and me. Sexual harassment, Panda. Don't say that, don't touch there. Don't be nasty, says the silly bear. He's
2: gonna tell you what's right and wrong. Right. Sexual harassment, Panda. <laughs> Welcome to The Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I flanked by Matt Ralston. Accusations about Kevin Spacey assaulting a young teen actor at a party in the 80s has Matt flashing back to his own pubescent years. But the boys' hockey coach asked Matt if he wanted to know what it feels like to be a puck snagged in a goalie's glove. Well, you were shocked by uh, the Kevin Spacey allegation, were you not, Matt? Uh, no, not really. Really? <laughs> Which part? The gay part or the uh, 14-year-old boy part?
3: The gay um... I don't know i i feel like he weirded it uh worded it very strangely like he uh you know he tried to get in bed with the 14 year old kid and then he was like uh oh, you know i was drunk and uh if it did happen i apologize that's just not how you react if you didn't do anything
2: no he definitely did it but uh do you know that he used the same move on the kid that was used in the play he was in no i didn't so the kid was in a play with ed harris this is like 86 or 87 the kid's in a play with Ed Harris, and there's a scene where Ed Harris picks the boy up in his arms and carries him off non-sexually in some scene in the, in the play. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Spacey, like the good predator he is, <laughs> drunk guy, wants to be Ed Harris in the play and picks the boy up, like in the scene, like, oh, this is so cool, we're reenacting the scene from your play, and then, by the way, throws him to the bed and lays on top of him. <laughs> i am still not, you, you know I've been talking about this the last few weeks, I'm still not sure how male-male rape works exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of unclear what happened too. Did he just get in the bed with them, and that's where it ended, or are we to assume that uh, things progressed from there? Kevin Spacey's not a very large fellow. I mean, he's probably weighing yeah. above one, then probably like 150, 160 or so. Yeah, he's
3: not. He's not small necessarily. No, but how
2: does? Does he lay on top? Does he lay on the top of the guy? Is he like? I mean, you can't. Penetrate a guy without a lot of well, the kid. You know,
3: actors are like a different. You know, they're like a little eunuchs or something. Like the kid was not a normal sized kid either. I mean, yeah, no, they're little
2: kids, and I assume that that guy, that kid, was gay as well, right? I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> you've been to these parties before. This week's show is sponsored by female sailboaters lost at sea. Just when you thought you had a bunch of jokes about two chick drivers getting horribly lost, turns out they were crazy lesbians in need of attention. Female sailboaters lost to sea. You continue to defy definition. <laughs> that, that story looked... You know the story, right? That story looked bogus from the very beginning. It seemed pretty fake, yeah.
3: And I guess... I, I'm always amazed at how bad people are at lying. You know, so they sort of... I don't know if they released a press statement themselves. or Like, I don't know if anyone cared. And then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, we were lost for all this time. And then it's like, okay, but you didn't activate your emergency signal... So, like, right there, your story seems to be falling apart, like, before we even got yeah, too far. Yeah, or if you're lost
2: at sea for five months, you can't come back 15 pounds heavier than you were when you left. You just can't. You can't have on a freshman 15 when you're lost at sea. That stranded at sea story goes right out the door when you're fat. And, then, by the way, the dogs looked—they had two dogs who were totally fine. So everyone got fed somehow for five months.
3: If you're stranded at sea for five months, you're probably going to be eating those dogs
2: at some Oh, moment. yeah, you're definitely eating the dogs. And by the way, they're two, obviously, clearly a lesbian couple. So I assume they just couldn't decide on anything. That's just how I picture lesbian couples. They can't make a decision. Uh They just argue, like, should we go to this port, should we go to that port? And they just fought for five months and just remained at sea until the Navy picked them up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Women don't seem like... Not that they couldn't do it, but, you know, if I had to find someone who I thought could catch a tuna with, uh, you know, just a piece of line or something... I, I think my money would be on, uh, you know, like a Mexican guy or something. Yeah,
2: I only know one famous uh, avia- female aviator. Her name was Amelia Earhart. She crashed. <laughs> <laughs> never, found, never found again. They haven't issued pilot, pilot licenses to women ever since. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last minute Podcast, or on Facebook, Last Minute Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, uh, you're a big fan of skiing because you come from Alaska. Yeah, I used to downhill
3: ski pretty much every day for a, a long period. Is that how you got to school? No, or was no, that I, was that the Nordic combined? I didn't have a. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on, so my mom would uh, drive me up there, and then she'd sit in the uh, what do you call it? The lounge, the uh, the lodge, the lodge, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd ski.
2: Wait, were you good?
3: Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I got pretty good by the end. It's incredibly
2: dangerous. Um, you know, you go real fast. Yeah, and you, this was was this the era before helmets? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right about the time Sonny Bono got killed going through the tree, going through the trees. No one wore helmets. No. Nobody wore helmets for anything. I took my uh, I took my kid's bike ride the other day, and there was mandatory, a mandatory helmet rule. I thought, what the fuck is that? Is that this? like a law? Uh, well, you couldn't rent the bikes without renting the... You had to put helmets on anyone under 18. Which seems kind of strange. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of kids having head injuries as a child, somehow. I remember a lot of broken wrists and arms and stuff. I don't remember a lot of traumatic head injuries from skateboarding either, or bike riding or skiing. My
3: one friend... There was one of us who had to wear a helmet because his dad was a neurologist and he dealt with all the uh, accidents in the ER, you know, like uh, hemorrhaging from uh, ATV wrecks and snow. Well, what you yes. call snowmobiles are incredibly dangerous. Those things, there's no reason you need to be going 90 miles an hour on snow.
2: No, almost every uh, death story out of Alaska involves a snowmobile or ATV. Yeah. And, and booze. Yeah, so he had the helmet and he would hide it
3: somewhere. His parents would drop him off, he'd hide it, and then he'd go pick it up later. It's so
2: fucking embarrassing to be the one kid with a helmet. Yeah. Now, now it's like the kids try to look cool. Now I don't know if you've been to like when I went to Europe, like the kids had this was a few years ago, the kids had mandatory helmet laws. So all like the gangs, like the biker biker gang, teen gangs, all had the safety helmets on. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look. It's hard to look tough when you're wearing a helmet. It's just not good. So Lindsay Vaughn, uh, uh, who I have admired at least since two weeks ago when I saw her masturbation video. Did you catch that? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, she, uh, someone got the, ti- remember that Tiger Woods dick pic, the frontal? Mm, yeah. Someone got in the iCloud for Lindsey Von stole all her pictures that she sent back and forth with Tiger Woods. I mean, that's better than any skiing highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. The Tiger Woods dick pic or Lindsey Vaughn masturbating in the bathtub? The Lindsey Vaughn bathtub. She's not an attractive uh, female athlete. Yes. Uh, get the video format, by no, the way. No, she's pretty hot. Although she did, a uh, date tiger woods which yes. means she's probably
3: really crazy and probably incredibly fun in the sack
2: yeah i just have pictured like tiger woods hair falling off on her as i was <laughs> just, just dropping out in <laughs> his late 30s uh but here's lindsey vons so you and i always complain about female athletes at least like the ones like serena williams and the other ones who insist on being called just athletes not female athletes right and insisting that they are on par with male ath- athletes which we all know is not true but it's a conceit the media has bought into recently so, Lizzie Vaughn, in a very refreshing uh, comment, says she wants to race against men, even though she knows she can't really compete evenly against the men in, in downhill skiing. She wants to be, like, in the men's league, or she just wants to, like, try it out? She wants to try it out in one competition to see where she'd place. Okay. She knows she's going to place, like, 60th or whatever. But she'll probably beat a few guys because she's probably better than a few guys. Some guys will crash or whatever. But she knows very well she can't – she's already stated I can't compete with the male skiers. Yeah. And she knows that. Everyone knows that. And I think that's kind of refreshing. But here's the fact. So she wants to race in the downhill next uh, uh, winter. And the uh, skiing association will not let her because they said they do not allow co-ed competition. Isn't that that the height of hypocrisy in this age of gender equality to not allow co-ed competition, especially when someone wants to do it? Well, you know, equality is,
3: I guess, kind of a uh, ambiguous term. I don't, I don't think anyone, any women that are arguing against the segregation, you know, they don't want to get rid of the, the privileges, which is having your own league that sucks comparatively. Um, but uh, I think the problem might be if she's able to compete against the men, then perhaps maybe a man could go compete against the women and embarrass all of them.
2: Yeah, but isn't that Boy Scout Girl Scouts thing? I mean, isn't that? Isn't, that, isn't Title IX inherently just sexist? Isn't it saying that women need separate sports from men? It's a separate but equal ru- ruling, isn't it?
3: Um, yeah, it's supposed to... There has to be equal opportunity. So there have to be the same number of sports programs, the same number of athletes, roughly, the same... Um, uh, you know, there can't be any discrimination, I guess. So. Well, but
2: isn't, isn't it inherently saying women can't compete with men, therefore we need to create separate leagues for the women? It is saying that, That's basis but, of it, right? but
3: interestingly enough, at like Adams State, there's a girl who in high school kicked one field goal her entire career, uh, and she was given a scholarship uh, on the football team, and there are. Um, You know, the football team is all men. What
2: school is that again? Adams State. It's in Colorado. How do they fare against, like, say, Alabama or an LSU? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think she's the next... uh, Well she be kicking the game-winning field goal against the the Crimson Tide anytime soon? (laughs) No, I don't. There's no reason a chick can't kick a ball 30 yards, though, or 40 yards. uh, She's got a strong leg. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm sure
3: that there were other more qualified people that can kick.
2: I've been actually surprised. When you get past, like, the top schools in college football... I've been kind of surprised at how shitty the field goal kickers are, actually. They seem like little skinny dudes who just don't kick very well. I always thought that's a place where women could actually compete.
3: Yeah, uh, the kicker on my high school team was a friend of mine who was a girl that played soccer, and she was a kicker, place kicker, and no one had a problem with it. She looked really good in the football pants, too. <laughs> Are you sexually um, harassing your old friend from high school?
2: Uh, is that is that that go to your fantasy of fucking a football player, man?
3: So no, no, it didn't, it didn't really cross over. But uh, so I wrote a letter to the Department of uh, Education, and you know, I said, well, if she, if this girl's allowed to have a scholarship to play football, you know, I think right now I could dominate. The volleyball team at that school. Women's volleyball. Women's volleyball. Well, I put you in mediocre. Yeah, I know. I could make the <laughs> team though, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, You're high, you have the height advantage. They said no, you know, and the government wrote me a letter back. That would they,
2: you wear the short shorts? I oh.
3: wouldn't. I wouldn't watch. I would not watch. Oh uh, yeah, wore, you do have to wear the the super snuggy spandex short shorts. The men's volleyball, they don't wear that. They wear like basketball shorts, don't I they? I think
2: they wear like most of them wear like the some kind of spandex, and over that they wear some kind of something over it.
3: Right. They're not because I mean volleyball players are. Let's be honest. That's the only reason it's on TV, right? Because the, the women's the short shorts.
2: Oh yeah, and the women's is volleyball. I don't know who watches men's volleyball. That just seems like an inherently gay activity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's are they're great athletes, no doubt about it. But it's just you know, I mean, why would you watch? Why would you go to the beach and watch men play volleyball?
3: Well, You know why they invented volleyball in the first place? It, it's a pretty new sport that was invented in America by a group of businessmen who would go to the YMCA. And they are too out of shape to play basketball. So they kind of took basketball and made it less running. And, um, you know, not surprisingly, that's a sport that women seem to gravitate to because it was – You know, basically manufactured to be easy.
2: That's great. That's like a Ken Burns history of volleyball. (laughs) Very compelling. Uh, I mean, isn't it? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be exciting if they actually let women compete in the men's sport? Men competing in the women's sport would be kind of stupid, even though that was your goal in high school. But women competing in the men's sport, at least she'd be better than some men. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to see who she could beat?
3: Yeah, I think you know I, I admire her for wanting to do it, and she's not pretending like this Billie Jean King thing. I haven't seen the movie, but. What a joke! You know the the message of that is supposedly that women are just as good as men at tennis. What she was playing like a sixty year old dude, and she was in her prime.
2: <laughs> a drunk dude who owed a lot of money to the mob. I don't even know who won, but <laughs> like that—that's a ridiculous. If that's what you gleaned from that story, do you know what people don't know? Is you're that, insane. Like a year earlier, he played another—he uh, played another famous female t- t- tennis player and beat her. Uh-huh. Even as a sixty whatever year old, he was who hasn't played competitive tennis in thirty years. He actually beat her. And then he realized there was no money in that. Like, there was no money in him, like, beating, you know, being a guy who beat women tennis players. So he set up the whole battle of the sexes thing to let her win because he knew that's where the money that's where the money was in the showmanship.
3: So, oh, like, that would get more headlines if a woman beat a 60-year-old yeah, guy. Yeah, well,
2: what's he going to do, go, like, 25-0 and 0 against women and people are going to keep watching? I think that's... Andy Kaufman did that with wrestling, yes. which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, he often to wrestle women? Yeah. <laughs> he was such a tard. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about a guy you'll never be, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is—I think—he's amazing to me. Not that he gets laid so often by hot models, but that he's able to pull off the shtick about how what a like a, a global citizen he is, and also that he gets to wear like stupid hair and have a beer gut and still get laid? I
3: think he, my theory is that he idolizes Jack Nicholson and he's trying to morph into Jack Nicholson because we need a Jack Nicholson now that, yeah. you know, he's on his twilight years. Sort of a, light
2: years. weird looking dude who's a little chunky, who just has a lot of young pussy. He's,
3: yeah, He's got the I don't care, you know, enough to go to the gym. He's just decided I'm never stepping into another gym. Yeah. Um, like I, Nicholson I don't think ever worked out a day in his
2: life. Yeah, he smokes a lot of crack. Um, I'm going to go casual to the Lakers courtside and just hang out with my glasses on and yeah, I think, eat, na- eat nachos and, and hang around with hot I women. mean,
3: imagine if you're DiCaprio, how little motivation you have to stay in shape when you're bagging the Victoria's Secret models you know, while you know, eating hoagies why would you really get in shape at this point? You're still
2: getting work. I heard it when I was at the gym the other day where I go to once a month. I heard that uh, this guy, someone said like, they heard these trainers talking. They're like, oh yeah, he's not in bad shape for like an older married guy. And I thought, well yeah, there should be different categories, right? Because if you're there's a guy, All the guys are, like, single, like, you know, so they're all working out super hard. Yeah. When you're single as a woman or a man, you're going to try and work out a lot harder and be fit and be shaped and be, you know, be good for mating and find opposite sex. And when you're an older married guy, you're kind of like, you know, do I really need to do an extra thousand crunches or spend an extra half an hour here at the gym to, like, fine-tune my body? Yeah. It's just not... There's got to be separate... It's like men and women in skiing. There's got to be separate categories for life, for, you know, age and, age and station in life for your workouts. And DiCaprio doesn't give a shit because he's got... 100 million in the bank And he can get any girl he wants
3: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest No one's in the gym Because they're worried about their cardio, right? This is all vanity
2: Uh, Not until their first heart attack (laughs) So here's my question about DiCaprio He's got a new uh, girl uh, They always call him a Kiwi A girl from New Zealand She's a model She's 19 With DiCaprio, you never ask Like if his girlfriends have graduated high school You just ask what month it was this year (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she's, i mean, she looks like a teenager. She is a teenager. She looks like a teenager. So he ba- every three months he changes girlfriends, right? He dates Victoria's Secret so models, these hot models. He meets at these big parties. Then he bangs them for like three months. at Hotels—they're never seen. To- he never allows them to be seen together, or photographed together. They have to leave separately. So it's like part of his mis—part of his mistake. So,
3: to have like a set of like protocol for for chicks you're dating yeah. that you're cycling through—it's awesome. It <laughs> seems very awesome. It's so calculated. It seems kind of uh, psychotic, uh, like Bond villain type shit or something.
2: Well, so here's the thing. So he's like, you know, he's pushing this whole like Leo DiCaprio environmental global citizen. He's getting UN awards, all that kind of stuff, and so he doesn't want to be seen as a guy who just bags a lot of young pussy all the time. Why? Because that's such a cliche stereotype of his people in his in his entertainment field, not in his you know society field. Okay, I mean. To to me, it makes sense. You don't want to be seen as, like, a womanizer. As a womanizer when you have all these women applauding you at these uh, social, uh, these gala events and things like that. Well,
3: there's, I don't, I guess it's assuming there's something, um, uh, a a negative implication of. You know consensual sex, like what? well, but here's like, he's not ethically doing anything wrong, is he?
2: No, just if you're 42 and you're banging lots of 19 year olds, a lot of women will find that unappealing. It's whereas, like jealousy basically. yeah, jealousy. where's the same the converse reason why guys are cheering you on and like you for no reasons they can't explain <laughs> <laughs> think like you're cool in movies even though you play the same character over and over again? Yeah uh, but here's my question. So with all this, this uh, you know hullabaloo, it's like a good PG-rated word. About all the producers and casting couch in Hollywood and tit for tat quid pro quo and blow jobs for 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 acting jobs and so forth. Uh, Is it really is is what DiCaprio does, which I assume is like hook up with these hot models for a few months, bang them, then get them moving in their modeling career. Is that really any different than the Hollywood casting couch? In terms of they want something from him, they want something from he provides them something. So they're going to sleep with him for a few months, and then, you know, he's going to break up and move on. They're going to get a big modeling contract, which always happens, by the way, when they leave.
3: Well, I don't know how he's interacting with these chicks, but I I feel like they'd probably bang him a couple times anyway just because he's, you know, he's a very fa- desirable guy. Um,
2: but no, because... T- do, do you think a chick would bang a guy, like, older than their father just because?
3: Yeah, because... You know, chicks aren't really. It's not the attractiveness of the guy. It's it's a lot of it is the uh, you know the prestige of the guy. I mean, this he's a household name. He's one of the most famous people in the world, probably. But
2: isn't that the same for a fam- if you're an actor? Isn't that the same for a famous
3: director or producer? Well, as far as I understand, though, he's just offering his dick uh, on a platter, and if they say no. The, there's really no angle there. He's just like, "Do you want to fuck? Yeah, sure." But how's that different? He's, than not, the he's guys... not leveraging, you know. He's not hanging a movie roll over their heads or anything. How's like that different that?
2: than your hero, Joss Whedon, you know, sleeping with all the young actresses on his projects? And I'm certain I'm certainly, it's not force. So they just want to get ahead, and you know always a big well because they have no. They can easily walk away
3: from DiCaprio if they're not into it, you know, I mean, unless they're really banking on him, you know, pulling a string for their career, it's pretty much, you know, a, a, a 50-50 consensual thing that they have. Well, what,
2: what percentage of the Hollywood sex, hot young actress with older guy sex is happening because there's a specific demand made, and how much is done just by the girls voluntarily trying to get ahead? I don't know. If it's, if it's
3: among two people in the industry, I would say maybe... Eighty-five uh, percent
2: opportunism. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think that's what people don't understand about the casting couch. Is not it's not that hard to operate. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of it doesn't take a lot of plotting and planning to operate. Weinstein obviously was above and beyond everybody else. Well, I mean, let's be perfectly honest here. You, you
3: can't compare DiCaprio to uh, James Toback or Weinstein because DiCaprio is like. A super charismatic, right? Attractive guy, and right. those guys are kind of the opposite of that. So,
2: you know, just by nature, he's gonna. It's it's amazing what like handsome got handsome like uh, guys that women like can get away with. Like in the same yeah. article, you'll read the same article. You'll read an article about Toback or anyone else. Yeah, any guy, any guy, like any, any philanderer guy who's maybe like a gross-looking dude versus DiCaprio, and like in the women's magazines, it's so. Positive about DiCaprio, how charm the charming actor, the, the the Oscar award winning actor is now dating so-and-so. There's no mention of like, you know, he's twice and a half or twice and a half her age. He's gone through like 27 miles in the last four years. Yeah. you know, there's no like mention if it's he or Bradley Cooper or these other guys. They all just sleep with tons of hot young models, and there's like all even the women's magazines. It's just so glowing and positive. But don't
3: we still how lucky society, how lucky feels a need to have that character that that prototype in our in our lives like we we still need even though everything is so pussified we still admire even if we don't admit it men and women the dude that's out there crushing so much pussy you know the the real ladies man the the sinatra you know we we gravitate towards that guy because you know women once a guy bangs ten uh, Victoria's Secret Angels, every woman is like, How is he doing this? And they're enthralled by it. They're intrigued by this guy, and he could look like absolute shit too. And and they'd be dying to suck him off. And, you know, guys, we just want to be that guy.
2: So Well you also DiCaprio also has that pleasant demeanor. He does all the right things, he's for the right causes and things yeah. like that. You can't picture him exerting too much pressure.
3: On a woman, I don't think. No,
2: although I would have said the same thing about Kevin Spacey about 48 hours ago. That I, didn't, I didn't see him actually uh, throwing himself on top of boys in beds. <laughs> so he seemed like, Kevin Spacey by all accounts seemed like a really nice guy. He was involved in 50 charities around town. He was like the host of every show and the smiling host and like a friend of everybody. And apparently it was all those things. He also, you know, liked to occasionally flop a guy, flop a boy down the bed. So... I mean, if that's the worst thing he did, I'm
3: certainly not condoning it. But I, I'm always looking for specifics in these instances. Did he just drunkenly fall into a bed, or was he, you know,
2: was he blowing boys? Uh, well, here's what I look at. I look at what the the gay uh, gay mafia did, and they turned on him right away. They turned on him right away. Yeah, and that tells me there's something a lot. There's something they know a lot more than we know. Mm-hmm. Because the minute this revelation came out, they like 100. percent Every organization came out against them. Well, Netflix canceled House of Cards, didn't they? Well, I don't a, know if that was related. It's a little. It, well, they they made an announcement they're canceling it, but they already canceled it like three months ago. Oh, so they they try to make, they try to get some good PR about it. They, they, the the current season's in the can already. Uh-huh. They said they're not going to do any, a production of another season. They're going to air this season. Uh-huh. Although he actually plays like a gay pre- he plays the gay president.
3: Right, isn't his character on the show like a murderer escape. He's like a closet
2: gay, right? Uh, or, no, he's not closeted on the- like, well president. yes, he's closet as a president, but on the show he has a number of gay relationships.
3: He so. see, I don't know what space he's working on, what he's got in development right now, but I think he will go away for about eight months and come back and no one will give a shit about this at all.
2: You think so? Yeah. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I would have said that a while ago. It's amazing how, many, if you look back in the last twenty years, how many similar types of these stories existed. Even like the guy you talked about with Rose McGowan's first movie, The Pedophile. Uh huh. How
3: Victor they? Salva.
2: Yeah, twenty-five years ago, they came back after prison sentences for sexual assault and started working again. Sexual assault on the set of the movie. Yes. Filming it
3: with the same camera that was used for the movie. I mean, what is the Screen Actors Guild,
2: the Directors Guild? How is that? How's that dude allowed to still work? I don't I think we're in a different age now with social media when you can't. People you're going to get a Twitter storm going if they ever hire Kevin Spacey again. Right. And I think studios will be too fearful of that. Spacey's produced a shitload of stuff by the way himself. He's a powerhouse. Yeah, he is. So he's a, he's not like a, he's not just an actor. He's a big producer.
3: But the dude that um Accused him He's not a slouch either Nap You know He's got a pretty good IMDB page. He's on, he's
2: on uh, the new Star Trek Discovery Show On CBS Streaming Whatever the hell it is He was in Road Trip I love that movie Yes he was <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was um, pretty good I don't I, but I agree with you I don't like I think there's got to be A statute of limitations Not only on the criminal complaints But on the actual allegations You should not be allowed To go on social media And complain about anything That happened more than Five years ago It just has to be like Where Twitter just Suspends your account If you do that From now on Yeah and you're right. I mean,
3: so he he wanted the stuff on Spacey to get out there. But I feel like his message, message should have also included something like, uh, and, you know, if you're a parent, don't uh, drop your kid off to a rager yes. in the hills when they're 14. Maybe even accompany them if you're invited. Probably not. But, you know, why was he in that position? Not like it's his fault, but... There is something to be learned from this, other than Kevin Spacey's a
2: creep, right? I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, because that's a nice segue into my pennies at a bunch oh. segment this week, uh, which is about stage moms. I assume it's mostly moms because I don't see dads pushing their sons into sort of gay, acti- gay activity. Presumably, if they if they're over if they're over 50 now or whatever they were back in '86 and they're married, they probably weren't gay. I can't see many dads pushing their sons into like. Gay, older gay parties.
3: Wrestling is gay as hell. Is there still high school wrestling? Because I don't see kids walking around with the ear guards or anything. No,
2: there's still high school wrestling. still big. Okay. Although, it slowed down a little bit after the uh, rise in the case of mad herpes, which I think should be your, by the way, your porn name. <laughs> mad herpes. Uh, there have been a bunch of kid outbreaks of like her- boys giving boys herpes from wrestling.
3: I didn't need another reason to not push my <laughs> unborn children into wrestling, but yeah, that.
2: I think awesome. the, only reason, the only reason to push your kids in wrestling would be a college scholarship Because if they're big and strong, you get, a free, you get a free ride to college yeah But outside of that, yeah, the, the, the mad herpes, by the way, breaks out in your face So you can't really hide it It's really kind of sad It's also <laughs> unclear
3: if you're allowed to stick your fingers up someone's ass This is hotly debated in uh, wrestling circles The purists are good with the penetration, from what I understand I'm going to
2: go ahead and guess that 100% of ancient Greco-Roman wrestlers were all gay yeah, yes, at yeah, least. Yeah. Uh, but here's what has my pennies in a bunch: it is those stage moms, and how come in all these stories about uh, either young teen, t- young teen, either legal or barely legal or un- non legal, like rap cases, they never mention the stage moms being complicit in these in these sexual assault cases? Uh, but these basically these parents are pushing these kids. Like I said, he was a 14 year old boy at a party at 2 a.m. in Manhattan with a bunch of older male, presumably all gay Broadway actors drinking drinking hard. And getting getting Randy, as we used to, as my grandma used to say, getting Randy.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, who lets their kid do that? And uh, it was Corey Feldman this week coming out on Today's Show. By the way, did you see his interview where he refused to name names again? No. He said he keeps he, he wants to, he's trying to raise ten million dollars for his uh, pedophile outing documentary, which is kind of a good hook to raise money. By the way, yeah, he's raised one hundred sixty grand so far, which is completely unaccounted for. <laughs> I mean, literally, there's no. I, mean, it's just, I will make a movie. Give me money. I will make a movie where I name the names. And so he did an interview on the Today Show where he didn't name any names. He named one guy who was convicted like 25 years ago already. Yeah. And he said a guy. Who, uh, he named a guy who currently works for the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers. Okay. As a guy who uh, molested him. Uh, 25 Well, that's not years much
3: ago. of a Hollywood pedophile ring. It's <laughs> more of a Major League Baseball. Well, scene. no, the
2: currently the guy who works for the Dodgers now. He was not like working for the Dodgers then. He works in some community aspect with the Dodgers. Is he, does he really not have much? He's got nothing. Is he going to come out with some dude that died 20 years ago and can't defend himself? The biggest name he had was Michael Jackson, and he denied that Michael Jackson ever touched him. That was the big name he had, because he used to hang out with Michael Jackson all the time. That would have been the explosive revelation he had. So he was he like...
3: Did he was he holstering that one for a while, and then he said Michael Jackson didn't.
2: No, his claim is me. in in 1993 he was interviewed by the uh, Santa Barbara Police when they were investigating Michael Jackson the first time for child rape, and he said he said Michael Jackson never touched me, but they named like five other guys in Hollywood who had. Yeah, and he said the police said whatever we don't. We don't we so why care. doesn't
3: he name those guys now? Uh, because I don't think they exist. You They're,
2: know the thing
3: about gay guys is like the stereotype that. You know, because gay guys are mostly uh, incredible perverts. And uh, not because they like to fuck other guys, but they they seem um, really horny all the time and uh, inappropriate. They're guys. Uh,
2: (laughs) Without women to control
3: them. Without women saying fuck no. Like, I feel like gay dudes would be like, you know, the stereotype that we all like to fuck, you know, young boys is, uh, not young boys, but young adults, you know, underage boys, is uh, really hurtful toward the community and a, and a completely flagrant stereotype. And it's like, uh, yeah, are you
2: sure that's not completely accurate? <laughs> well, think about this. So Spacey was 26, right? And he's hitting on a kid who's 14. That's pretty gross. But yeah. in all these cases, like this agent, Tyler Grasham in Hollywood, he was mostly hitting like on 18, like the, more of the Bryan Singer territory, like 18, 19-year-old boys. And he was like 28 or 29 at the time. Yeah, That's not really, I mean, we're just talking about DiCaprio being 42 and banging a 19-year-old. People like young flesh. I mean, they tend to like young flesh when they can get away with it. Yeah, there's a a difference between
3: 19 and, and 16 or 15 or 14. Oh, yeah,
2: but it's not just a gay thing. I think, you know, there's a lot of dudes who like teenage girls. That are all right. that shouldn't like them as well, right. but I think that gay. I mean, there aren't many parties where like a, a family's going to let their fourteen year old daughter go and hang out with a bunch of guys <laughs> at a party. Right. That would happen in the Polanski case, by the way, and she got she got sodomized in the hot tub. Yeah. So, but that takes me back to the, the stage mom. So Corey Haim's mom, the other Corey, who was was actually raped on the set of Luke, the film Lucas by oh, a really? man, by a man. Yeah, he was sodomized by a uh, someone who worked on the set of Lucas. Jesus. Uh, when he was thirteen, I think thirteen or fourteen uh his mom says came out and said cory feldman is just full of shit and there is no pedo ring conspiracy in hollywood which seems kind of strange from the mom of a boy who was actually raped on the set of a movie yeah that 13. would seem
3: to maybe be evidence that there is yeah. a problem
2: maybe it's not a conspiracy She <laughs> mincing words i mean your son was raped <laughs> at 13 like uh, uh, it, raped in the ass in a trailer like on a movie set and he was told uh it, that was a film with charlie sheen and the, what's her name in high school and Lucas was a little, little strange kid, you know. The is strange Lucas kid. the football movie? He play, No, he played. Fo- he wanted to play football. No, you think about Rudy.
3: No, that's Lucas is the one where on the cover of the yes. movie, yes. he yes. has a football helmet. Charlie Sheen
2: is like the cool football player in the high school, and takes Lucas, who's like this nerdy freshman, under his wings uh-huh. and help. He's like a really weird, like sort of Aspie kid. This is back in the eighties, and he takes him under his wing and helps him like guide him through like awkward high, entry to high school when he's being bullied. Yeah. And not only was he bullied in the movie, but apparently upset. He was, and he was told by the, the guy who raped him that that's just what happens in Hollywood in movie sets. Which I actually, this is like a guy that was working on the film, right? I don't know what capacity, but it isn't far from the truth. Um, but it's really these moms. So we remember we did the story about Ariel Winter a couple of weeks ago and how her mom was dressing her like in low-cut tops at 12 and miniskirts and putting her on Hollywood Hills parties and stuff. Yeah. The stuff goes on all the time. And these mom, the stage parents are never called out like in these in these uh, criminal stories or these harassment stories or anything. Like Anthony Rapp is a good example. Where were his parents when well, the 14-year-old was being raped by Kevin Spacey? Is it
3: possible, because I know when I was 14, I probably wouldn't be allowed to go to like a house party, but I would just say I was going to a friend's house to watch a movie. I mean, couldn't the kids just be saying, uh, oh, we had to shoot late or something?
2: I don't, I'm not sure. Sh- does you know. that kid like a kid who could fool adults? <laughs> I think the parents want them to go to these event parties to work their way up the chain. And I don't think they're saying, like, go suck a dude off. But I think they're saying go to these parties with all these older gay guys and have a good time.
3: Are they having the conversation like you're not allowed to drink even, like, wine and beer and you're not allowed to smoke pot and do drugs or is that just like
2: man, yeah, whatever i think when you're undoing your girl's top when your 12 year old girl's daughter's top a little bit to her a hollywood a hollywood party yeah you're 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 definitely complicit in what happens after that and they, yeah. they're never never ever called out in these uh, in these in these uh, stories and these uh, you know sort of breaking scandals in hollywood you never see the parents blame for anything
3: yeah i don't get why you would not go to the party with them and because you want them to be well cuz those guys don't want to hang out with a loser stage parent either you you might not be really allowed to go
2: no you it would be uncool to go and the parents don't want to get in the way and it's networking it's basically networking for like 12 to 14 year olds with <laughs> with grown adults with liquor at 2 in the morning and they're in their in their apartments it just there's got to be some like we talked about before be I would have
3: thought I was the coolest kid in my school if I
2: was partying was spacey when i was 14 uh, what about your gay eskimo parties you used to go to where <laughs> <laughs> you dig out things with your nose in the snow uh really you would have thought that yeah but yeah. that's probably why the kid couldn't tell anybody what happened well, i it wouldn't have like
3: been uh, blowing him or anything
2: is it like a every lifetime movie where like some girl gets up with the captain of the football team and like all his friends her friends are jealous and then she gets raped and she can't tell him because they all think she's so cool For having hung out with a high school football captain?
3: No, yeah, I guess so.
2: You watch? You look like you watch a lot of Lifetime movies. I mean, when
3: you're 14, you know, uh, as long as there's not any. Let's see. I'm trying to see I can phrase this without sounding like a a victim blamer. But if you're sober and well within your, uh, you know, your faculties, and you just hook up with some 30 year old dude when you're 14, uh, obviously that's not cool. But didn't you kind of decide to do
2: that? When you're 14, yeah, oh, I would have hooked up with a 30 year old woman. I would have, for, for sure. sure, for absolutely, for sure, I would have. But I think if my parents found out, they would have been quite upset. Probably, <laughs> would have been. They would have gone to the police. I would, I would assume, hopefully. So I know. Yeah, it's, I would.
3: it's like predatory behavior, but I'm saying, like, you know, you're still, you're still capable of making decisions at that age.
2: You think so? He was drawing. They all, they, all these, oh, By the way, all these stories involve all these teen accusations of all being pl- by the older men plying them with liquor yeah in, Every in that case, case
3: then that's definitely rape right because you know if you've ever seen a high school kid drink it's you know no. they, they can't
2: handle it a 14 year well. old skinny actor kid from Broadway <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe, a, maybe two wine coolers it's like a cheerleader yeah. I just like to see a law. you know they have these laws now in these states where like if your kids are under 16 they do graffiti or they vandalize The parents are responsible for them. Mm -hmm. The parents can actually be cited and and put in jail as well. They get a criminal complaint against them. They're named as, like, co-conspirators in the vandalism or the delinquency. I think I'd like to see that with, like, kids being raped in Hollywood. Like, if you're sending your son or daughter off to these parties alone or with agents on overnighters or to, like, bungalow parties and they're, like, 13 or 14 and they get raped, I think you've got to be... You got to spend a little time in the, in the pokey. I would be
3: incredibly uncomfortable, like say as myself, if I went to a party with some actor guys, and let's say they were gay, and you know we we're drinking and whatever. If they were hanging out with fourteen year olds, I think I would say I'd leave the party. This is weird, yes. and I would I would leave, or or perhaps even you know inquire as to why they were hanging out with 14 year old kids because frankly unless you're trying to fuck them there's no reason to hang out with a 14 year old kid
2: and when you can imagine the actor parties and they're doing all their lines from the shows and doing shakespeare and shit like that drunk <laughs> no, that would be yeah the minute kevin spacey picks up an under, a middle school boy i'm out i'm leaving i don't right. care i don't care where he's carrying to i'm just i don't want to be part of that i agree I we're pleased on last minute Earth. we're always pleased when any girl walks in Matt because it just seems like a really bad idea for the girls.' I'm yeah. still always surprised when they, I'm still always surprised when they show up.
3: We've been getting a pretty good diversity with our guests lately. We had cholos.
2: Yeah, we had Cholos. We had a, a gay male prostitute stripper and uh, he's not gay though uh, according of course to he's him. Not. He had a head injury and became a gay prostitute. Oh. Uh, by the way, the least the interesting gay prostitute I've ever met. And today we're joined by Amanda Lauren of the uh, We're Too Lazy la- to Blog About This Shit podcast.
0: Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. It's, it should really be like, this is too long a fucking title.
2: That's okay. I, have ima- I imagine, Matt and I talked earlier about the, sail- the two ladies in the sailboat who they found like after five months. <laughs> the lesbian couple. And I, my theory is that they just fought for five months and that's why they were lost. I imagine when two girls tried to come up with a title for something, it was like a six hour brawl. Like, there's some back and forth, and you guys... How many times did you change the title?
0: Only the second time.
2: That's <laughs> yes, really... Wait, no.
0: The, no, the first one... So, originally, it was called Like Actually, which is something that I just say all the time. Yeah. And then, it was Like Actually, Things Were Too Lazy to Blog About, and then I'm like, that's too fucking long. So, it just sort of became Things we're Too Lazy to Blog About, but okay. it's...
2: And this, I, this blog is... Let me check off all my favorite topics. Fashion?
0: Yes. Clearly.
2: Uh, lifestyle? Yes. Uh, what is lifestyle, by the way? Lifestyle. Sex. Style? Is that sex?
0: You know what? It's really. I want to do a sex episode. Yeah. And I think we. I think we will. We just haven't done one yet. We're like thirty something episodes in. But no, we to talk a little bit about sex. It's
2: not well, like what. Like, what is what? Is, what, is, what is, Matt, 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 in your opinion, what is lifestyle? It's sex. What else?
3: Lifestyle. I think it's like um, health. If you work out, if you do a lot yeah. of drugs or drink a lot or smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes, I'd say, is the biggest one, because that's like you're actually just killing yourself slowly. Um, So,
2: Amanda, you're promoting cigarettes in your lifestyle section?
0: No, but I do drink a lot, and I joke around about it a lot, and I probably shouldn't. It's so funny. Like, our publicist said, like, I have to stop, like, making drug and drinking references, and I'm just like, well, weed's legal in California. Like, what am I going to do?
2: Can I tell you something I know about every single publicist in this town? They're all on drugs and drink and terrible alcoholics. <laughs> That's actually the, the worst you can find. Okay, so fashion, lifestyle, and health beauty. and wel- health and wellness. Yeah,
0: beauty, health, wellness. Yes. But we do a lot of celebrity interviews as okay. well. It's well, this is what it is, really. So, like iTunes doesn't. We should have just chosen lifestyle, but iTunes. I love you, iTunes. You don't have that category. So, because my co-host Ali, who should be here in a few minutes, is a stylist and I am a beauty blogger, among other things, Um, we just decided, we're like, let's do this category. And it's been really good because, like, last week we were number eight.
2: In which category?
0: Fashion and beauty.
2: Fashion and beauty. Like, you
0: can't crack comedy. You can't crack a lot of the categories. But fashion and beauty is, like, the one category, I think, or maybe there are more, that's just not too oversaturated. So if you have a good product out there, people will listen, and you can get up the iTunes charts.
2: We should recategorize Matt, I think, to fashion and beauty. I don't know about the beauty part. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know which of us is going to cover which. Is that an ampersand? Because I, I love don't, an ampersand. Yes, because I'm not sure I could do fashion or beauty. No.
3: I mean, I could talk about clothes all day. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, uh,
2: you could do your Abby stories for a little while. Uh, is there anything in there? So Abby? what's what's what is in your po- what is in your podcast for men? So our audience is mostly male.
0: You know what? It's we actually have like. I think it's thirty percent of our listeners at any point or another, depending on like the day of the analytics, are actually men. Okay, um, I'm sure hundred percent of that thirty-three percent is not straight.
2: Okay, so but, you have Kevin Spacey.
0: Yes, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, uh, we, Andy we, we, Dick, Andy Dick. These are these are frequent people that we have on the podcast all the time.
2: I'm just, want, I always, uh, I'm kind of mesmerized. So I listen to the show. I saw all the stuff you guys did. It looks really cool. But as a guy, I just don't understand any of it whatsoever. But I understand it has a huge appeal to women. But so my my initial question for you is, do you see anything uh, in what you guys do that is, like, against modern feminism? Is like, where does, like, beauty, health, fashion, all those things that, like, a lot of guys like myself and Matt might categorize as superficial, where does that fall into, like, empowering women?
0: It's just about, first of all, like, I do consider myself a feminist, but out before everyone uh, has too, a heart the way, on the show. Feminist? Like Yes. Definitely. I think okay. things should be equal. Obviously, like, if I'm doing a job and a guy is doing a job and we're equally qualified and literally doing the same thing, of course our pay should be the same and the rules should be the same. At the same time, like... I don't think that being into fashion or beauty or anything like that makes you less of a woman, makes you less of a feminist at all. It just, it doesn't. It's. I think it's empowering. Like, look, sometimes we all, I think in many ways being a woman is better. Because, like, everyone gets up, they have those days where you're like, I feel like complete and other utter, like, dog shit. And I can do my hair and put on my makeup and feel better. You can just shower.
2: Yeah, if if yes, I didn't shower today. No. I did. You actually feel more empowered, I think, Matt, when you don't shower. Uh, well, so here's my thing. So if you had a thousand dollars, and if you're a woman, you might say, "Buy." A, a, I'm going to say the word handbag. I don't know. I sold handbags when I was <laughs> That's a teenager. Good. A handbag, or uh, like Matt and I, we'd invest capital in a factory, in a smokestack factory, with that money that makes uh, uranium or something. So is it like inherently like? a lot of that stuff sort of not in a derogatory way but it's sort of like superficial stuff that isn't necessarily going to get you in competition Like women are always looking at how we compete with men how do we compete on an even playing field with men So if you are spending an hour to get ready in the morning, doesn't that put you on an uneven playing field?
0: Well, do you know that Hermes handbags are actually a better investment than that uranium? That those things go up. Certain jewelry only goes up. A lot of Tiffany jewelry goes up like crazy. Um, Certain so certain handbags do actually go up. So I think it just makes us smarter.
2: Do you have a financial uh, uh, tag on your uh, podcast as well? No, investors? not for
0: shit. But but I did read that some. I I don't know where I read it, but I did read it somewhere that the return on an Hermes handbag is higher than act, like certain stocks.
2: Yeah. It's possible. My son had me convinced that Pokemon was a great investment. We <laughs> bought $1,000 worth of Pokemon cards for the years and just sold them all for $420. Yeah,
3: I was planning <laughs> to retire off my basketball card collection. Yeah, it doesn't, uh,
0: Every dude says that. I mean, I'm going to sell there. my baseball cards and I'm going to make a million dollars. No, you're not.
2: Everyone says, it, uh, everyone says their mom threw their shit away. Everyone's <laughs> story is their mom threw their shit away and it was worth millions of dollars. <laughs> right. That's yeah. always the story. Like Moms are so dumb. They're like, oh, there's a million dollars worth of cards. I'm going to throw them away. Like, Mom, who's been saving five dollars every chance she has for your entire life, is going to throw away a million dollars worth of cards because she's just she's just too stupid to understand them. <laughs> you know so what? Sense. if
0: they were so important, you should have had them in your own basement.
2: Yes, exactly. Well, this is California; we don't have basements. I know. Clearly, I Amanda, you're not from California.
0: I'm I'm from New York. Yeah, originally, we, we don't I've have been...
2: basements. Uh, we're also joined by Ali. Ali, hey. you know have a cool code name you go by.
1: Cool code name. Yeah. I mean, I always say Ali Style because I'm a somebody wardrobe stylist. Hashtag <laughs> Ali, so, style.
0: Ali Style. Oh, you have, you have your own Sorry.
2: hashtag. I do. Do you? Uh, Did you have to go through an international body to get that? Was there some sort of? application process
1: <laughs> um well um i actually am in the midst of uh copywriting it but really yeah i am because i actually, know you can copyright hashtags you that's can. great um but because um, i'm trying to do it with my whole brand because my yeah. thing is is like ally style and then when i dress you and you're like done to the nines and i call it alified so it's like two different <laughs> things my brand. <laughs> this is
2: amazing i don't understand anything they're saying that whatsoever <laughs> but it's like it sounds like Who's your, who's your core audience? What's the demographic of your audience? Besides the gay men, Kevin Spacey, no, and it's, it's
0: No, it's women. mostly it's, women. It's, it's like 70% But like women. what age women, I mean? It's the range. It's, it's actually like 18 to 45. We have a good blend. is actually like the, the range. Yeah, like that's your dating
2: range, Matt, right there. <laughs> you should get on the, the show. Make sure you put your number out there. <laughs> All right, so since you're here, and this is so much Hollywood news, I want to ask you, uh, style and, uh, and beauty... Uh, uh, all these stories that are going on Hollywood, we talk about these Hollywood stories all the time. We have a male perspective on them, which is kind of like they're not all that super important. <laughs> uh, and actually, there was a uh, some, uh, female actress came out today and said they weren't that big a deal. forget who that was. Um, but here's the thing. I, I, we, Matt and I kind of agree that this is all these are all grubby, horrible, piggy guys, and that's pretty much a lot of most guys are. Uh, and some of the stories are beyond the pale, right? The wine sheet stuff goes yeah. beyond the pale. But some of the stuff is Andy Dick licking people. And some of the stuff is just like guys telling dick jokes at the office or things like that. But I'm kind of like, I came to Hollywood with a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was anymore. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, it has like Hollywood lost its shine, were we better off two weeks ago before we didn't know everybody's Me Too story? Every single story of harassment and, and guys being jerks and some women being jerks and things like that. Were we better off two weeks ago in Hollywood?
1: And- my opinion, actually, I think we're better off that it, that all that kind of Hollywood is falling off. Um, personally, I'm sick of it, um, and you know, I, I you know, I don't want to say that I, I've been in that kind of a brutal situation, but I've definitely been harassed by several men um, when I've you at know, once like, exactly at once, right? Um, you know, in different positions um, because they feel they have a certain amount of power. And not to say that you know every man does that with their power, because I work with a lot of amazing men, but I'm sick of the men who do feel they can do that to all kinds of women and so personally I'm kind of like cool let the chips fall where they may and I'm looking forward to actually seeing kind of a new rebuilt Hollywood
2: you know what I've noticed when uh, women now obviously in the last many years becoming very powerful in Hollywood especially 40s or 50s divorced maybe with kids the first thing they do when they get divorced is they take up with a 20-year-old boy, backup dancer, and then they start sleeping around with really hot young guys. Yep. That's the first thing they do, and they kind of like get into their own little sexual harassment world. I wonder how much of it is like gender versus just power, and just sort of like when people are in positions of power, they I, sort of take I advantage think of... it. it's
0: all about power. I mean, I even had... I've never... I don't think I've ever told this story. Maybe I've told it once. So I was interning for someone who used to be a movie producer um, one summer here when I was in college. And his assistant Who by the way I'm 80% sure is gay Told me And by the way This person no longer works As a producer And I don't know why And I'll tell you who he is When we're not recording Because it's very interesting That sounds
2: like triple anonymous
0: <laughs> Told me
2: You're like star- the Corey Feldman Of interviewers Give me, give me some names
0: <laughs> 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 um, No No But like He was He was really famous At one, at one point And I don't know what happened he had, he had a very big Producing partner But anyway
2: Kevin so, Connolly
0: no, oh, he's not even a guest name. You would know. <laughs> he's not even. If we say, if we with a name,
2: just wink or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, because he's this was just like his fame dropped off so quickly, and I have no idea why. But the point is, this guy told me who was gay, who should have known better, that my skirt was too short, and that I should Shut not wear up. that skirt to the office. I'm like,
2: is that sexual harassment?
1: I don't know. It was I mean, just so
2: fucking. That sounds like weird. a dad thing to say. I was
1: gonna say it's kind of dadish to be like, yeah, really, you can't like... wear that. It's not really sexual harassment. I mean, maybe they shouldn't be staring at how short your skirt is, but also. Oh,
2: uh, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a second. If you're if you're wearing a short skirt, isn't part of the reason you're wearing a short skirt so people will notice you're wearing a short skirt?
1: Some, no, some women not yes Some women do. Well, it's no. like a
2: breeze. Is it like comfy <laughs> in the summer? Some like, women
1: do it for comfort. Others, I agree, completely do it for attention.
2: I mean, why would you wear a leg-bearing outfit if you weren't, didn't want people to see your legs? Okay, that yeah, one in particular. We're going straight comfort, maybe a burka. Yeah. What was, yes. what, what was, it,
1: what was your point of wearing
0: it? <laughs> okay, first of all, it was Lily Pulitzer, which is just one of her super, favorite, brands. one of my favorite brands, okay. and not—it was not super short. It still fits me, by the way. I'm not surprised. and it's not even like that
1: short. I just think he was a jerk face. I'm kind of surprised because Lily Pulitzer and short don't Wasn't go in the really same that sentence. Short.
2: No. Is this the worst humble brag story ever about you and a yeah. short story? It's so this hot, even worst. gay men, even gay men were making comments. Like I might go straight for you, well, and that's it. Really, have been
3: gay because who would complain about a short being, uh, shirt skirt being too short, right? Yes, that's, that's true a, too. Yeah, it's not a straight that man's all, complaint. Well, the the it's a dad, like if he's an older
2: guy, maybe the dad driving, thing. Right. I once had a guy tell me not to wear dungarees to the office. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that was really awesome. And he
0: used the word dungarees. Yeah, he was an old Navy guy. Maybe he was trying
2: to come on to me, I don't know. But what, where, I mean, that's not really, so do you think, like, yeah, so now we know all. every skeleton in everybody's closet is coming out. Val Kilmer might have punched a woman during the casting in 1991 and, and Kevin Spacey may have lifted a boy up onto a bed in 1986 and every other story so everything's coming out now isn't this just soiling is this soiling Hollywood isn't Hollywood just dirty now
1: Yes, but don't, I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel like, don't you think Hollywood was dirty before anything? Oh, hell yes. It was <laughs> I mean, disgusting. Yeah, I, mean, like, I mean, I feel like you kind of knew that. But I mean, um, as far as like the pedophiles and all that are concerned, I'm kind of like good riddance.
2: I feel like it's a lock inside. So in sports, starting about a decade ago, they started going inside the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, before that, I was like, oh, a locker room had a mystique. It was like the ball players in the locker room. Oh, you God. assume it was kind of cool and whatever else. That's just jocks on the floor and gross dudes and stinky hair shit, whatever. Like, I don't want to go inside the locker, necessarily go inside the locker. I want a little mystique. I want a little <laughs> cool. Like, you guys do fashion. You don't give away all your s- yeah. hints of fashion. You want yeah. the after product, There's right? There's tricks always. There's yes. a lot of tricks you do. That stuff. There's nipple tape, right? Matt's wearing <laughs> nipple tape today. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 It's been on for a year. I'm not- so lost. <laughs> He's scared to rip it off. He's just scared to rip it off. He's not manly enough. <laughs> when we're talking equality.
3: I mean, if you look at a wedding, a dude has to wear you know oftentimes a tuxedo okay. which is uh, strangling you it's incredibly uncomfortable it's but you look so quite sexy. expensive i don't like them <laughs> chicks wearing a flowing dress just you know another region's getting all these fresh air and and you're free to move around without being constricted probably cheaper uh it's just a huge disadvantage in terms of formal wear for for men
2: this is all hypothetical the matt by the way i'm
0: sorry i i just want to correct you not cheaper no, oh, not, no, cheaper, not no, cheaper. No, there's no way it's no,
3: cheaper. You can go to the, the Gap thing, and buy no. a, a floral pl- uh, print dress for eighty dollars. Oh yeah, but yeah you know, the not for the wedding dress. Oh, I think to get you made a dress. In. To, Maybe you a dress to, to a the a wedding, wedding. you're wearing to the wedding. But that's wedding.
1: real cheap and chic.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, even in terms of look at the wedding process.
1: Wedding dresses are like
3: we're like thousands of dollars. So you want to marry? You could sell a wedding dress
1: and have a nice savings account. She wants
3: to. She wants to make the same amount of money as you legally. So you have to buy her an incredibly expensive ring first of all. Uh, so that doesn't seem at least three equal. months of your work. Then you got to get down on a knee like a fucking dork. <laughs> and uh, like if, if women had to get down on a knee when when men married that would be considered incredibly sexist. And like a, it's more of a gift, an antiquated process. What that. about
2: stadium cam? What about the stadium cam? The kiss cam? No, the proposal oh. cam.
0: Oh.
3: Oh. They do proposals at the stadium. Oh. <laughs> Bad yes, call, please, you, you know. I, I
2: don't, it seems my biggest like pet peeve of the YouTube videos where they do the composed like uh, you know, proposals, where they get all their friends to like learn a dance and stuff like that. Talk about a letdown for the marriage. Like you just peaked during the during the proposal <laughs> process. Your husband will not be doing dance numbers with his friends <laughs> for you ever again. No, so no. true. Like, true. And then women go, "Oh my god, he's so..." I'm like, "No, you just saw the best. Right, exactly. That's the best it's ever going to be, and you're not even getting married for a year. True. <laughs> like it's already That's going down there. So
0: I know. I told my husband what I wanted for just like because like you know what men are not psychic. So I said no, I want I want strangers clapping. I got strangers. <laughs> did you clapping. say that? Yes. You're hilarious.
2: Oh, when you got proposed to, you, strangers clapping. Well, because
0: we were talking. We <laughs> did you had kill some doves? Were
2: that? any doves killed?
0: No, I did not. Butterflies.
2: So butterflies. I I've been at five weddings where they release butterflies, always dead.
0: That's so. Butterflies. <laughs> if
2: you go to the par- later out of the way, the butterflies on the ground, dead, like suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible thing. Who knows where the doves are? In the rice that's beautiful by the way I would give so i'm going to give advice to the to the women if you' if your uh, boyfriend's going all out that early on you can't go up you can't go up from there right. he's blowing his wad as it were early on it's the same metaphorically speaking it's the same thing. <laughs> Five years in the marriage me wondering where all his friends are doing is the rap the rap numbers on the bus going backwards in reverse cam reverse <laughs> cam <laughs> it's just never going to happen again that's why wedding gifts should uh, anniversary gifts should go up like you know you shouldn't do too many wedding gifts or anniversary gifts early on. Well,
1: that's why back in the day, like for the anniversary gifts, people used to do like what was it the first year paper. was like paper, yeah, second year's wood, but third paper year's you could wine. just give you. Cash.
2: So you didn't get your diamond till like 25, right, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
1: exactly. Oh, yeah, my, and my meanwhile, me in my one year, I was like, I want a diamond band, and my husband was like, You gotta be freaking shitting me. But <laughs> you didn't get a diamond band I for your wedding, band. no, but I wanted another oh, one, wanted another. I wanted a one year anniversary brat band.
2: So Allie, Allie show, uh,
0: I'm the total opposite. Thing? That's no, it's gorgeous. I I don't know. That's like a
2: lot of things. Amanda, I think you have a different opinion than Ali about the sexual harassment thing. Well,
1: no,
0: it's. You not
2: seem a, like you're more of a. Uh, not, not, Amanda kind of has
1: a penis. Yeah, I, well, that yeah. is the problem.
2: You don't ki- you don't kind of have a penis. you Either have a penis or you don't have a penis. Well, you can't I mean, explain like that like to meta, a guy. I mean,
1: like metaphorically, like, yes. like metaphorically, yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. you can't explain that on a third day. I kind of have a penis. Either it's there, or it's not. It's like if, kind of being pregnant. Yes or no?
0: Okay. Well, I think that like I don't think we're any different. I think like these things are going to happen. They're going to continue to happen. And actually, what really disgusts me, or what this really makes me think of, is like obviously no one deserves to be raped or touched or assaulted. Okay, let's lick, let's get lick, that yes. lick like Andy Dick. Um, it's, his last name is Dick, for Christ's sake. like uh, he was he was born to be.
2: He's a signaling. Caseworker. He's signaling. <laughs> he's yeah. not trying to hide anything.
0: Um. Wouldn't he If your last name is Dick, first of all, wouldn't you, like, change that or make it
1: Dixon?
2: I think it got him where he is today, as a matter of fact. If he was Andy Smith, I don't think he's...
1: I was going to say the same thing. I think his name... Yeah, I think his name
2: bought him a lot of fame. Because I don't know what he's actually done that's been any good ever. (laughs) Talk radio, I guess. Um, News radio.
1: I don't know. I don't want to say
0: bad (laughs) (laughs) things.
2: So, should men be allowed to comment on women's skirts at the office? That's what I want to get to. Okay. Because that seems like a very minor thing to me.
0: The skirts at the... This is what it is. People are still going to do this. I don't really think. Do I think like the right now we're cleaning house of like Hollywood rapists? Of course we are. But the truth is this: Do you not? Do are people not aware this happens? Like if you're an accountant or a lawyer, oh, or a, of course, this yes. happens in other industries. And Every I feel. Industry. And really? by the way, the people yes. who I really feel I think for... think CPAs
2: are like going like, "I'll give this hot account if you blow me." Like, yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. <laughs>
2: I know you want the, the data Industries account. Everywhere. You want the data Industries audit. I know, but look, man, I got a lot of girls here who want to do that audit this year. So <laughs> what are you doing to make this. me remember you at audit time? Well, I
3: think law firms are pretty uh, notorious for this, but it doesn't also work both ways, though. I mean, if you go into the interview with your tits pushed up and a short, I mean, you're using that for your benefit. Um, and I'm not saying you, you should be harassed, but I, I don't get the part where you pretend. Uh, that nothing's going on. Uh, like isn't <laughs>
2: isn't the flirting in a two way street? Isn't the sexual flirting the sexual tension, the body language? But I mean, men don't do body language; they just do rude comments.
0: Okay, well they're
2: not good with body language. I mean, women do the body language thing. Isn't it sort of similar?
0: No, because I think that women feel like if they don't play the game, yeah. they are you know they're going to be out or they won't be looked at for the promotion. And then there's I like, agree with that. here's something else too, like. I, Hollywood, like, okay, maybe Rose McGowan turned down sexual advances. I, I don't, you know what, I should, like, know the whole story That'd and I'm be a, a bad reference. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you're an actress and you're doing well and you turn down a sexual advance, but, like, you go back to your mansion. What about, like, these about people who are, like, poor and work paycheck to paycheck and feel like if they don't, you know have sex with their bosses they're not going to be able to feed their kids so, yeah
2: oh we so, all agreed earlier on the show that we'd all do it ourselves But <laughs> <laughs> they're not a, well they are asking guys too a lot of guys are in the same position in hollywood young guys especially young attractive male actors all have stories that are oh, very yeah. similar to the women yeah. so it's not just like, it's a power thing it's not just a gender thing but yeah it's gross and it's disgusting but it's like it's been going on for a hundred years well, there's a guy God too and you
3: don't have to deal with the harassment per se but you probably have to go uh, have a couple beers with your boss at some point. Who yeah, and then he hate. picks you up in his arms and, then, uh, and throws act, you on the bed. Act like you don't hate him. And,
2: uh, I don't know, that guy Tyler, Tyler Grashman, the agent, was having all the parties at his house with the team boys. and I think they felt pressure to drink and attend and be jovial in the very least. And then he started seducing them. So it goes on both ways. I just wonder if like if it, this Me Too campaign, if everything is harassment, then does harassment have any meaning anymore? If, like, everything is on the same level? Is Nothing, it,
1: that's a really good point. Everything yeah. is Thank so you. Amazing.
2: I like Allie. She's my favorite. <laughs> 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 no, it's a really
1: good point because... I hope
2: that microphone's I, working.
1: Is it working? Okay. Um, <laughs> Just in
2: case, what a great
1: point you um, You know, I think it's a really good point. Like, you, you know, everything can't go under like one umbrella. Like, yes. everything can't be harassment. There has to be an understanding a scale, a
2: scorecard, yes, right? Exactly. A one to ten. Yes,
1: exactly. Well, there's assault and there's harassment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you cannot compare someone, you know, saying something about your skirt or bothering you to someone, God forbid, raping you. There's no comparison. Right. So you can't, you can't say that. But However, I do think that it's kind of a wake-up call for certain people in Hollywood who feel like they can do anything and everything. Keep it in your pants. Right, yes. and it kind of tells them, like, yeah, keep it in your pants. Especially Unless- a
2: one a 10 scale, so when a woman tells a story, she'd she's like, okay, this is a two. <laughs> you know? So, like, maybe someone who, like, the <laughs> actress who, like, Weinstein actually raped women, that's like 10 plus, whatever. Right. But there's like a girl's like, oh, he held the door open for me, right. even when I told him I didn't need him to hold the door open for me. Right. Like, that's one. bullshit. One, yeah. you know. No, that's I mean, like, that's, not even that's just like
1: a negative one. That's not even Yeah, either. like yeah. ski slope.
2: Right. It's like a blue, uh, b- b- black diamond, whatever. That's I'm still depression. perplexed by the
3: he made me watch him beat off stories. It's <laughs> like, uh, why didn't you uh, leave? You know, he had his hands full at the moment. Uh, just,
0: like, sca- look, okay, that whole thing with like Boring Savon she was in Oh, a, the TV reporter? She was in a basement with him in, like, a restaurant, and would he you was, like, to a, a big guy. an empty
2: basement with Harvey Weinstein? No. No.
1: I also, no. I, mean, I, I
2: also, dad. look, I you dad dad I might
1: have.
0: <laughs>
2: if he
1: would have helped No, nope, I wouldn't have. No, this I differ. Mean, there's there's like, like, Negative.
2: There's, I think, I mean, obviously the guy's a disgusting pig, but there's also, on the other end, which is, like, he gets away with that shit, right? Oh, yeah, of course. it's not just men who are covering for him, because I don't know. Men don't really tell, like, Harvey Weinstein's not going to, like, the guy's house going, hey, I just raped a woman. Right. He's not saying that. You know, the women all talk to each other so they know. Right. So they're not talking. So like, you know, I'm glad women are speaking up about this stuff, finally.
1: Right. Well, he looks at it as a score, right? He's like, oh, cool. Well, I don't know I just how he thought, looks. Uh, he's you know, a straight... He's
2: just a fucked up dude. Yeah, but everyone well, knew about true. it for forever. Right. And no one stopped... Cosby was the same way. Mm-hmm. No one stopped that for forever. So true. I, I
1: think
0: Cosby is... I mean, like, I wonder who's raped more women, Cosby or Weinstein.
1: Ooh. I feel
0: like this would be a really. I wish we could find out. In all, I will
2: say this in in, uh, Bill Cosby's defense. That's Matt saying this.
1: (laughs)
0: uh,
2: The women came. All the women came to his hotel room voluntarily, right? And then he. They all came there for sexual reasons. Right, I mean, you don't go to man's hotel room at two in the morning no, in the hotel don't. room to talk to him one on one about your career.
1: Agreed. Without so that's
2: the weird. prospects of sex, but then he drugged them, which was the right. cr- which was the crime. He was yes. also oddly mostly
3: like jerking off on their feet and stuff. Yeah, he had which a weird... is uh, obviously not cool. But no, like you said, if you same... got to assign a number to it, it's probably less than than forcible
2: uh, penetration yeah, so we, or something. something like Weinstein actually went to women's houses and attacked them. Right, which is very which is very different than what Cosby did. So right. I just, I wish, I have a dream of Hollywood. I wish it was just golden again. Yeah. Sweep <laughs> if we could just sweep most of the, the everything five and below on the chart underneath the table again. Because right now, what's going to happen is every single guy and some women will be labeled as some something. Yeah. Um, we talk about Joss Whedon. No one talks about Joss Whedon, by the way. He not just that he cheated on his wife. He slept with a number of young actresses who worked for him because he said that was part of his destiny.
1: Did he really? Yeah,
2: and that was just sort of bypassed because. He's a feminist and a likable guy, and he has this aura around him of being, you know, sort of a progressive, you know, pro-women's guy. So did it, Weinstein, by the way. Well, I you think know? he was seen as a—he just—well, he, I have a theory that if guys looked like—all these aggressors looked like George Clooney or Leonardo DiCaprio, there'd be a lot less uproar about it. Because Leo DiCaprio sleeps with, like, teenage 19-year-old girls all the time. True. And it's consensual, but, like— if you read Us Weekly, it's always, like, glowing stories about, like, <laughs> the handsome, glitzy, well, took a new model as a girlfriend. Like, he's it's never playing. negative. We like on one of those. The yeah, he's 42, too. she's 19. There's never mention of the fact that, like, he's using his influence to, like, get hot young models.
0: Right. But, well, like, there's he, like... Okay, I he, like, wines and dines them. I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio probably is... Not like a despicable human being. I feel like he's he's exactly and i He's inside. I see
2: you guys. I don't know if you guys. If, if, if this is the, the front he has. Harvey Weinstein was he as an asshole by everybody. Right. So everyone hated him from the beginning. So Kevin Spacey was not that well liked. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio's lo- beloved. He could get off a, sec- a few sexual harassment or assault cases, I believe. Probably. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have met him, and uh, when I worked on um, in New York, since so I'm from New York, worked on Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, and a bunch of other movies that he made cameos in, and you know, and he was friends with a lot of people on the cast. So I've met him in passing. And um, he was actually like very nice and whatnot, but he definitely does turn the charm on and wines and dines like Amanda was saying. But also, and that's maybe to a woman's fault, but when when a woman is wined and dined and they feel like they've been taken care of, maybe even what happens after doesn't necessarily register in their brain as something bad, because they were treated, you know, correctly and things were done correctly. Whereas someone who just straight up tries to get on top let's of you. In, is this go your go dating, a predator, advi- dating advice for rapists? <laughs> what no, I'm not. I'm just trying to accept The future
2: Weinsteins. No. <laughs> just buy a little dinner before you jerk off in the plant, dude. Oh Come on. Like, not like you just have money. Like you can't bring in a little, like, <laughs> le into, like, the meal for something. <laughs> it's also, like. Those women never got fed. In any of the stories, the women never got fed. <laughs> Yeah, oh the assumption God, that. Uh, I opened
1: up a whole new thing. But no. you know, what
2: I'm saying. He's <laughs> like on like, breakfast meeting in my in my room. Was like, how about some pancakes before I have to see your dick? I mean, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Do
1: you want myself it? <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah.
2: laughs> well, you
1: know what I mean? Like it's like predator and like total pedophile and like climbing on top of you or like lock, trying to lock you in their bedroom versus like I'm gonna wine and dine you and take. But you isn't out. it true that
2: a good looking guy gets away with a lot more?
1: Oh, of course, they're suave as fuck. But there's.
0: A <laughs> well, one you night think night
2: they are because they're because <laughs> you're, you're, you're attracted to them.
0: There's a one night stand and there's being a rapist yes, agreed. And and yes.
2: These I'm are glad two you differentiated very very different the two <laughs> <laughs> very, kind, very kind of view.
0: You no it's two very different things yeah so. it's
2: true yeah. I agree with that okay so basically what we've learned today is that hot men can get away with a lot short of assault they can be if a hot guy is being really pushy at a bar to you it's very different than if Harvey Weinstein is being very, very pushy
1: oh absolutely
2: so well, yeah and any dude that's paying for dinner
1: shower.
2: you know really? is
3: probably trying to fuck you I mean, really? Yeah, I, I don't get the point where we uh, you want to That's not the case. You like, want to feed?
2: You, you want to feed a woman?
3: Yeah, he feels like buying shit uh, with nothing in return. I mean,
2: like you're a fairly well-off woman. I think I want to feed you. You haven't <laughs> yeah. looked like you haven't eaten in over an hour. You probably need a meal. Oh my god! Probably good. Yeah, don't offer to split it either. I want to thank you guys for being on the show today. You were fantastic. So can Thanks you tell hi, everyone where they can find you on the web? All of our straight male audience <laughs> who wants to hear this great advice. <laughs>
0: Your girlfriend, yeah, exactly. Yes. Your wives and your bitches. No, just kidding. I have all three of them. Two and <laughs> <I'm terrible. laughs> Um, Things were too lazy to blog about. It's on iTunes, and you can follow me on Twitter at Amanda Lauren A M A N D A L A U R E N, and on Instagram at at it's Amanda Lauren. Yeah, the That's handles a whole other are not story. the same because Instagram hates me.
2: Really? Why nudes? <laughs>
0: I don't have a verified account All I want is a verified account for Oh my god Now you're you're really getting Verified What do you have to do
2: To get verified
0: I don't even know Apparently it just happens Magically And I'm not famous I woke up with a check mark
2: You have a verified account I do Oh. I've verified
1: Twitter, at least.
2: Is that a source of conflict between you two? Does that ever come out in fights?
1: <laughs> like
2: no, not... No, not in our world. No, it's exactly.
0: actually a good thing, because
1: she'll be like, oh, Ally's verified, so blah, and blah, I'm,
0: blah. It's <laughs> like an ongoing, you know what, it provides for good shtick. Exactly. Matt, are it you
2: verifying? I want to know what this baseline is for verification. You I think so. Wow. I always like when the dude <laughs> has the, uh
3: to be like, you know, the real... Yes. Uh, Andrew Luck, it's like, I don't know, is anyone really impersonating you? Does anyone care?
0: You have to just, you have to fill out a form with your driver's license and send them your press clips. On Twitter,
2: on Instagram. Really? On
1: Instagram, yeah. they just honestly like pick you like last year randomly I just had a check it just kind of happened
2: where can Ali where can we find you on your verified accounts (laughs) Um, clearly superior to Amanda's (laughs) unverified maybe fake accounts are you still a light egg on Twitter yeah
1: okay so uh, you can find me at Ali Levine design across the board Twitter Facebook and Instagram and my website AliLevine.com and AliLevine if you would like to get some style knowledge or hire me as a stylist
2: do you work with male clients I do how much would it cost to get a makeover for Matt <laughs>
1: one million
0: dollars <laughs> let me get back to you on Toronto that is there
2: charity work charity work you guys do <laughs> hardship cases you <laughs> know sort of like last last ditch dates thing kind of thing Wish, we could wish, work on you okay. I can see
1: potential absolutely More you're than just gonna tell me to buy, buy a bunch car. of expensive <laughs>
2: shit <laughs> yes <laughs> buy flowers for your girl that's the dating advice I've ever only really gotten was for women was buy flowers
1: flowers or candy
2: yeah or no, no like candy. you're her. not allowed to buy candy anymore it might have nuts in it they could kill oh, your you kill God. your girlfriend sorry I forgot about that I so like guys, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on the last minute Earth podcast today
1: thank you, thank you.
2: Matt, we got an email from Ellen. Oh, we got an email from a, from a lady. That's unexpected. She wants to know about Andy Dick. I assume you and Andy Dick are friends.
3: I know a little be fr- bit. Yeah. You want to be
2: friends with him. I know. So he just got he got fired again from a movie set for uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. Apparently he was he was uh, licking licking people. I think that sounds worse. I'm not sure if that sounds worse in in reality or that's actually not as bad as it really was. Licking people's faces? Yes, he licks people's faces. That's one of his things. Wouldn't you want to punch him in the fucking head if he did that? I assume when he licks people, he well, actually, he's been in a lot of fights. He has, through the years, been beaten up quite a bit.
3: Yeah, people want to punch you when you lick them (laughs) and grab their dicks.
2: So, So he got fired for harassment, for kissing, hugging, and licking people on set inappropriately. I don't know what's appropriate. But here's what Alan wants. So Andy Dick says he's 51 and doesn't know the difference between harassment and flirting. Doesn't he have a point? Are we socially evolving or or merely becoming pansies, even compared to Andy Dick? That seems unnecessary. Uh, But his point, I thought, as I mentioned, I thought was actually a valid point, as a jerk as he is. Which is, he's saying, I'm 51. I've been doing this shit for 40 years. God knows when he started. You know, and it was fine for all those years. Mm -hmm. I'm just, this is how I flirt. It's obnoxious and, and it's annoying and you want to punch me. But I'm not actually sexually assaulting anybody. I'm not sexually harassing. But I'm not trying to get sleep with anybody. I'm the single guy who like, and this is what I do to meet, hook up with dudes, I guess.
3: Well, he'll push it, and he'll, you know, he'll he'll kind of hide behind. I'm a little guy. I'm I'm laughing. I think it's fun, you know. Um, He's really little. Shit that I probably couldn't get away with. I mean, if I lick someone's
2: face, I'd probably be in jail eventually, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd call it. I got the cops and speed down. <laughs> So, I. At least it, use your I, dental dam. I don't know if,
3: if he's being totally honest. Because is that hitting on someone, or is that just you amusing yourself and being kind of a huge creep?
2: Uh, like, it, is that going to work, is is that, he, I guess, my question? I assume it's worked for him in the past. He's 51. He's been doing it for a long time. I assume he has no trouble finding guys, I would guess. He's usually got a few in the bullpen, I think. Yeah, so, I don't know if the licking actually gets to, gets to the guys, but that's his. You know you know guys you know guys like that with girls probably they 're a little forward with the ladies. I know a couple guys like that that will kind of
3: get drunk and their way of introducing themselves to a woman is to you know grab her boob or something and uh, it 's not cool, but it also doesn 't work on top of not being cool so you 're your reasoning for doing it seems to, you know, get uh, slimmer and slimmer the more you think about it. How many
2: guys hooking up with guys you think grab each other's genitals and it works?
3: Oh, probably 50%. <laughs> yes, at least. I was in the Abbey once, and, uh, you know, it's a gay bar in West Hollywood, but it's it's not like a hardcore, like, leather bar. You
2: mentioned how you were in there once, like, 50 times.
3: Yeah, I like it. The Abbey's fun, man. It's, yeah. it's also the best place to meet girls. Uh, if, if you're just talking about a bar because the girls assume that you're incredibly open-minded and accepting of
2: other people. You're also the only straight guy in the bar. Exactly. <laughs> well, I live in San Francisco. Those bars are amazing.
3: Yeah, they're great. <laughs> but yeah, some guy grabbed my dick and uh, I was kind of stunned uh, at the audacity of it and I kind of just laughed
2: laughed about it and... Oh, my God, you, you displayed the classic victim symptoms. I know, right? <laughs> Did you go to your car later and cry? No, uh, it didn't really bother me that
3: much, but I, I, I didn't realize how incredibly inappropriate it was until
2: a couple hours later. Yes, but assume the guy is doing it, just like Trump with his... Trump with his pussy grabbing? Mm-hmm. Assume it works assume people for the most part I think like after these guys reach a certain age they're still doing it it probably works for them although sometimes I have to admit there was a guy I, went, I hung out with one time I don't know who he was friend of a friend and he we were at a bar he's like I'm going to slap that girl's ass Yeah. and then she's going to turn around and that's gonna, how I'm going to start a hot conversation with her like I'm going to tell her like sorry your ass is so hot I just couldn't resist yeah. I'm like are you sure like he's like yeah yeah I do it all the time it totally works and this, and he, this girl walks by and he slaps her ass she turns around and she slugs him the face as she walked away I'm like well that's you know it's not going to work 100% of the time I don't blame her I mean it can
3: be a a tough situation I've had um, with uh, girls I know like my girlfriend right now I've had it happen twice that some dude has grabbed her uh, and once once was at a, a bar so I you know told the guy to fuck off and threatened to beat him up and that was the end of that But the second time, which happened only recently, we were with a bunch of uh, our friends who have children. So there were, like, five kids around, and some dude in the booth next to her kind of copped a feel. And I was like, "Uh," now I'm, like, paralyzed with fear because I don't want to start a scene in front of these children. And these were, like, biker guys. And uh, it was was kind of, I felt kind of powerless because I didn't
2: know what to do. Wow. If you combine that story with your dick grab at the Abbey, you're not coming off sounding very masculine in these recent stories. It is tough, though, when someone grabs your lady. What are you going to do? You're going to fight with everybody? It's kind of annoying. I mean, I will, but I don't want to no. fight in front of a bunch of kids. It's like he's assaulting her, grabbing her. I mean, it is bad, obviously. You can't, you can't stop all that. Here's what I think. Andy Dick, I, here's a point I think he makes. Have we hit, hit a point in society now when all flirting is basically sexual, up for sexual harassment?
3: Well, it's unwanted flirting is kind of harassment, that, and that's what he does. So, yeah, like I, I don't think uh, – it's an interesting point. Like I would agree with you that flirting is now kind of considered harassment even if – because you don't know. I mean that's the kind of fallacy with this stuff is you got to make some kind of advance on someone because people – uh, regardless of what the feminists think, are going to continue fucking and marrying each other and being in uh, heterosexual relationships and, and, and gay for that matter. So, some, there's got to be some kind of impetus. Someone's going to have to risk something at some point, and you don't know how it's
2: going to be received. But well, how would you even? I, that's as, as far as I know. That's the only way you can tell who's straight and gay in Hollywood. Is <laughs> who they're harassing, right? Yeah, I know really you see this uh, Ken Baker, this Ken Baker guy. He was a, he's like an entertainment reporter for like the last 15, 20 years. He's on E now. He's like a very, I just assume he's a very slender guy, very well-dressed. He does like the fashion style stuff on E. Well, okay, <laughs> detective. Well, but here's the thing. He just got busted for harassing like five women over the last three years in the office place. Like grabbing on a lap and like grabbing their, you know, rubbing. Could that their be legs. overcompensation. We all know the gay guy that's like, "Oh, look at those tits." No, this it's like guy, was guy actually just actually trying to get. He was trying to get some. That's uh, to me. That's like the only way you can actually show what what your sexuality is. But you really, you can't. You can't flirt. I mean, yes, Andy Dick's point is like, I'm Andy Dick. Everyone knows who I am. But if Leo DiCaprio licked a girl model, he'd probably be sleeping with her twenty minutes. <laughs> he'd probably be sleeping with her twenty minutes later. Probably yes. So it's just the whole bullshit of this whole thing is it's all context of who it is sort of, right? If it's a desirable guy or not. If it's a desirable guy, he can get away with anything. If it's an undesirable jackass, he can't get away with anything at all. Yeah. Yeah, I um I wonder
3: if this would be considered uh if I cuz you can't lie to someone like that could be considered Coercion, right? If you just pretend you have a lot of money, a lot of fem- like the feminists want to make that rape.
2: Uh, I don't, I think that's not illegal as of yet. <laughs> Cause I remember this chick was
3: trying to park one time outside my street and um, she didn't know how to park. I go, you can't park there, you're going to get a ticket. So then I like made, I like got an old parking ticket and like pretended she got a ticket, you know? Yeah. But then I like put my phone number on it as the person you had to pay for the ticket could that be considered like predatory
2: i don't know that's a weird story Matt. i have to think about that for a while did you you wear were you wearing a fake cop uniform how far did you go with this did you have your like slow sunglass peel back off your face listen lady i can take care of this but when i
3: met up with her she probably was see i don't think i can pass for a cop right yeah
2: where did you learn your pickup techniques by the way Oh, that was just, uh, just came up with the idea. Yeah. Just I would stick with the gay bars, dude. you think you did, were much more natural, much more natural there. I think you're right. A lot of fake cops. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you, Megan Fox this week said, uh, compared herself, if you had to compare Megan Fox to one woman throughout history, would it not be Joan of Arc? Oh, I was thinking maybe, uh, what's that porn star's name? <laughs>
3: uh... You know, the Sasha Gray? Yes. Yeah, I'd say she's more on that level. uh,
2: Actually, Sasha Gray, I believe, is a better actress. Maybe. Maybe so, actually. I've seen her do a few roles. She's better than Megan Fox. Megan Fox compared herself to Joan of Arc. My theory about anyone who compares herself to Joan of Arc or people like that is that they've never read history before and have no idea who they're talking about. Right. Is she a French woman that dresses up like a man and fights in wars? Is that what she's... (laughs) I, I think women use that as a martyr. I've been martyred. Like, I've been a victim like Joan of Arc. With a very different, very different set of circumstances, sort of. How like,
3: did Joan of Arc? Uh, how did that pan out? Was she found out and killed, or something? Yeah, she was burned alive at the stake. Okay, so she was a her- she was li- deemed a heretic by the Catholic. None of this is really. I'm failing to see the similarities. Well, wow, but
2: you have not been fired from the Transformers, like uh, from My- by Michael She got Bay. fired
3: for being an annoying twat who was talking shit about the director and the quality of the
2: films yes. in her promotional appearances. If you know how Michael Bay's mind works, it works like this. She's super hot, but she's super fucking annoying. Can we find another super hot girl? And then the casting person goes, yeah, they go, okay, she's fired.
3: Yeah, I would have... She should have been fired, by the way. I would have done
2: the exact same thing. She was a big... I would say this. She was a big part of the, of the Transformer success of the first two movies. If only... Because that's the only thing I can remember from the movies is Megan Fox leaning, leaning over the front of a car fixing her engine. I can't remember a single thing. That's a happened good point. I mean, they were terrible movies. For they the were terrible most part. movies. She was incredibly hot. They used her in a lot of the promotions. She was sort of big. They replaced her with Rosie Huntington Whiteley, the British actress in the third movie, who was a complete fail. So you know, she had some merit there. But she claimed that when she got fired by Michael Bay, that was her martyrdom moment, and that so led she's her, out of her fucking mind, right? Yeah, that led her on a spiritual journey. And whenever women say they're going on a spiritual journey, it always leads to some sort of feminist, small generic conclusion. Like that's where they—that's where they always find themselves in their spirit. They never go. No one ever goes on a spiritual journey and finds out they were wrong, right? Like, no, there's, never, there's never a moment like after a spiritual journey where they go, like, you know what? I was kind of a jerk. I kind of fucked up. I should really improve myself.
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: It's always they learn I, something about the I world. Thought I was invincible. Yes. I was really pushing my boundaries. Now she discovered that she was a victim of the patriarchal society. Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. That was spiritual. That's that spirituality at Starbucks. Uh, Here's my question for you, because I see actors and actresses do this shit all the time, where they have these really uh, victim statements that are very, uh, like, comparing to Joan of Arc. Do you think the actors really believe their own bullshit? Do they actually believe, does she actually believe in her mind that she is like Joan of Arc? Or do they just think because they're actors they can spin these tales and their audience is dumb and will believe what they say? I have no idea. I don't know how sheltered of a life she is living. I don't know...
3: It would seem implausible that someone could actually convince themselves
2: of this with a straight face, right? But it, these are like, I could think of like athletes. So athletes are surrounded by yes men, right, from the time they're like 14 or whatever. They're just kissed. their is kissed from the time they're like, they show they're good athletes. Mm-hmm. And everyone around them tells them they can do no wrong. And I think it's sort of the same with hot young actors. Yeah, they I mean, she's been the hottest chick
3: in the room her entire life. People have been listening to her... Boring, pointless stories, and yes. <laughs> pretending to laugh at her stupid jokes, and she is pretty annoying she 's like uh, you know she like talks about farting all the time, which is just a huge turn off obviously um, like she seems like a pretty subversive
2: person I think she 's just dumb well yeah I think <laughs> she 's just dumb I think she 's kind of stupid i don 't know I, I think these i think there 's a grandiosity that actors with some success take on very quickly. Which is that they have this? Uh, they have insights into the world that other people don't have. Yeah, and therefore, when they claim that, and also like you said, when she talks about the patriarchal society, guys in her circle have to go. Oh yeah, Megan, that's you're so right because she's hot and they want to fuck. They want to fuck her, or please her in some way. Yeah, there's no one. There's no one in her social circle who's going to challenge her in anything. I
3: mean, even if a great actress or actor like Meryl Streep or Daniel Day Lewis. You know, claim to to have the, these uh, uh, profound insights and to, like that's that's a, partly an insecurity thing too. Is that she went with the historical reference? It's like, oh look how smart I am, you know. Um, I read her, I, I read her Wikipedia page. She's a vapid on screen. She's a complete bore. Yes, right. She was in these bad movies shaking her ass around. It's like, why would anyone care her opinion? on pretty much anything. Even acting, I don't think I would listen to her. I was she's like, shaking not her, like shakin her ass around.
2: You always sound like my grandparents. Got guy says a girl, oh, there she is shaking her ass again, that twat. Uh, I, I honestly think these actors believe in their self-importance. I believe they think they have really important things to say. Yeah. So I think they actually believe their own bullshit, pretty much. But, you know, she's got a, she's got a husband who hasn't worked since uh, Beverly Hills 90210 who's got vertigo, so he can't vertigo. So he can't work. Really? Like, yeah, like all the people you know with vertigo who are unable to work. Right. Which I can only think of the guy from the movie Vertigo. Outside of that, I don't actually know anyone with vertigo. That
3: guy really lucked out. Do yes. you think he... Uh, I bet you she was a fan of 90210 when she was, you know, a teen, and she always had a crush on this dude and didn't quite realize that, you know, he's...
2: Was His career warhead, is pretty much over. One head wonder,
3: yeah, at yeah. like twenty five. Although I, I did think he was the coolest guy on the show, nine oh two one oh. He was kind of the bad boy, I think. No, he wasn't the bad boy, he was the uh, the nerd.
2: He was? Yeah. I thought the um, so Jason, thinking about, uh, Jason
3: Priestley was the nerd.
2: No, he was like Jason Priestley was the, the hot the hot guy from the Midwest. The other guy, uh, Luke Perry, was the bad guy. Oh, he was the bad
3: guy. Yeah, and, and, and right. uh,
2: uh, whatever. This, Brian Austin Green was the nerd who played keyboards. It, oh, yeah. but wasn't he kind of a wigger, though? Yes, later, as the show evolved, after like nine seasons, yeah. he became like a DJ. That's what I was thinking, okay. And then, of course, after the show was over, he tried to become a professional DJ, because that's what he <laughs> did the show. Was. And then shortly thereafter, he, beca- he got vertigo. And then married Megan Fox and made three kids with her. And then as far as I can tell, it hasn't worked in 15 years. That show was total garbage, especially because they t- cast Tori Spelling in it. Yes.
3: But wasn't it kind of a guilty pleasure at some point? Uh, I
2: think, yeah, if you were a preteen girl, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of hot, it were hot it, girls. It seemed to me the guys were a lot more handsome than the girls were hot on the show. Yeah. It seemed like a show for girls. Wasn't I mean, like Nev Campbell on it or something? No, you're thinking of totally different shows. Mm-hmm. It was Tori, a lot of Tori Spelling and some other... Like a, a, a cute girls, sort of cute girls, not hot girls. Tori Spelling was not cute, but... No, I, no, the other girls were there. Yeah, no, it was, it was... I believe it was meant for girls to relate to, Matt. You right. like that show a lot, though, I can tell. <laughs> That's good. Do you remember when Tori Spelling got kicked out of the prom for being drunk? That's the only episode I remember I Steve <laughs> was drunk all the time. Yeah, Ian Zarin? Ian Ziering. He did okay for himself, too. He married, I think, a divorce now. He married a a model. One of the best things that ever happened in
3: television was the guy Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Yeah. He had, like, this debilitating drinking problem, and he couldn't stay sober for the matches, so they just wrote it into his character, (laughs) and he would show up shit-faced at the rest and just, like, be slurring into the camera. Yes. And, uh... (laughs)
2: I see your brain working every time on your perfect role,
3: <laughs> the drunk neighbor. I'm wondering if some of that was involved with the uh, Ian Ziering character too. Oh, really? From what? Well, was... it seemed kind of superfluous. I don't know how many high schoolers are alcoholics, but it... oh, that he was alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He
2: did, they, all the, everyone from that show did pretty well for themselves initially, except for Shannon Doherty, I suppose. Right, I want to end the uh, end the show here by thanking the folks at Rocco's. Thank you very much, people at Rocco's. You guys are fantastic. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Matt uh, mattralston.net. Who are you angry at this week? Uh, the film
3: Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. Yes, of course. Uh, Who uh, isn't outraged
2: I, by Forrest Gump?
3: I did the math on uh, Paramount, you know, owning those shrimp restaurants. Yes. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Uh-huh. And uh, that whole film was just an elaborate product placement for uh, the restaurants. And uh, So I think the artistic integrity of that film Is severely compromised to say the least
2: I, I uh, value the research uh, That you're doing that nobody else cares about
3: Yeah yeah. No you're cares you're like
2: that. the Corey Feldman of uh, <laughs> I thought about tackling this <laughs> Russia
3: investigation But
2: uh, yes. this is a little more my speed I'm waiting for you to be driven off the road By someone from the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company <laughs> who, thinks you, who, thinks you, who thinks you know too much uh, By the way When you say you researched this I'm assuming you did a few uh, web searches
3: No, I called uh, the company that owns the Bubba Gump restaurant, and uh, I called uh, Paramount, and uh, needless to say, no one cared.
2: All right, just to be clear, your theory is that a film that has made a few billion dollars through the years was a front for a restaurant chain that uh, uh, sort of broke even... (laughs) <laughs> at some point. Well, there's
3: 40 restaurants yes. in in like five countries. Each of them makes two million dollars a year. So if you do the math in in perpetuity, see, Forrest Gump had such an elaborate advertising budget. Yeah,
2: um, I don't and, disagree that it was that they were doing clearly doing product placement for their own product in the movie. I'm not sure yeah. it was a whole reason they made Forrest Gump.
3: Um, well, I just think the number of references. I just think otherwise the film couldn't have been made, so they had to find a way to tie it in with this restaurant, a well, shrimp
2: restaurant. Now you did the research, so I will bow to you on that. Can people find you on Twitter? With, uh, uh, any other teenage girl habits?
3: Yeah, on Twitter, at Matthew Ralston. Uh, Facebook, you can find me there. And should have some live dates coming up pretty soon. Nice.
2: Uh, you can catch me on the Blaze Radio if you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what would Tyler do? <laughs> Who gets up at 4 in the morning? By the way, when I do the radio show, I, I get up, wake up one minute before it goes on the air. Yeah. And uh, because it's a Blaze radio, every single ad that comes on the air before I go on is about either uh, cemetery plot, mine cemetery plots, or life insurance, or like have you been injured like, in an asbestos case? All right. And they go, okay, now. You think you've got tough opens. It's really, <laughs> really kind of rough. Catch you there at 4 in the morning on the Blaze. This is Lex, Last Minute Earth. Next week.